water was clear out there, and there was a spar of some kind sticking out just above the water, and when I come up close to it I saw it was all dark underwater, like a long shadow, and I came right over it, and there underwater was a liner, just lying there all underwater, as big as the whole world. I drifted over her in the boat. She lay on her side, and the stern was deep down. The portholes were all shut tight, and I could see the glass shine in the water in the hole of her, the biggest boat I ever saw in my life laying there. And I went along the whole length of her, and then I went over and anchored, and I had the skiff on the deck forward, and I shoved it down into the water and sculled over with the birds all around me. I had a water glass like we use sponging, and my hand shook so I could hardly hold it. All the portals were shut that you could see going along over her, but way down below, near the bottom, something must have been open because there were pieces of things floating out all the time. You couldn't tell what they were, just pieces. That's what the birds were after. You never saw so many birds. They were all around me, crazy, yelling. I could see everything sharp and clear. I could see her rounded over, and she looked a mile long under the water. She was lying on a clear white bank of sand, and the spar was a sort of foremast or some sort of tackle that slanted out of water the way she was lying on her side. Her bow wasn't very far under. I could stand on the letters of her name on her bow, and my head was just out of water. But the nearest porthole was twelve feet down. I could just reach it with a grains pole, and I tried to break it with that, but I couldn't. The glass was too stout. So I sculled back to the boat and got a wrench and lashed it to the end of the grains pole, and I couldn't break it. There I was, looking down through the glass at that liner with everything in her, and I was the first one to her, and I couldn't get into her. She must have had five million dollars worth in her. It made me shaky to think how much she must have in her. Inside the porthole that was closest I could see something, but I couldn't make it out through the water glass. I couldn't do any good with the grains pole, and I took off my clothes and stood and took a couple of deep breaths and dove over off the stern with the wrench in my hand and swam down. I could hold on for a second to the edge of the porthole, and I could see in, and there was a woman inside with her hair floating all out. I could see her floating plain, and I hit the glass twice with the wrench hard, and I heard the noise clink in my ears, but it wouldn't break, and I had to come up. I hung on to the dinghy and got my breath, and then I climbed in and took a couple of breaths and dove again. I swam down and took hold of the edge of the portal with my fingers and held it and hit the glass as hard as I could with the wrench. I could see the woman floated in the water through the glass. Her hair was tied once close to her head, and it floated all out in the water. I could see the rings on one of her hands. She was right up close to the porthole, and I hit the glass twice, and I didn't even crack it. When I came up, I thought I wouldn't make it to the top before I'd have to breathe. I went down once more, and I cracked the glass, only cracked it. And when I came up, my nose was bleeding, and I stood on the bow of the liner with my bare feet on the letters of her name, and my head just out and rested there. And then I swam over to the skiff and pulled up into it and sat there, waiting for my head to stop aching and looking down into the water glass. But I bled so I had to wash out the water glass. Then I lay back in the skiff and held my hand under my nose to stop it. And I lay there with my head back looking up, and there was a million birds above and all around.
When I quit breathing, I took another long look through the glass, and then I sculled over to the boat to try and find something heavier than the wrench, but I couldn't find a thing, not even a sponge hook. I went back, and the water was clearer all the time, and you could see everything that floated out over that white bank of sand. I looked for sharks, but there weren't any. You could have seen a shark a long way away. The water was so clear and the sand white. There was a grapple for an anchor on the skiff, and I cut it off and went overboard and down with it. It carried me right down and past the porthole, and I grabbed and couldn't hold anything, and I went on down and down, sliding along the curved side of her. I had to let go of the grapple. I heard it bump once, and it seemed like a year before I came up through to the top of the water. The skiff was floated away with the tide, and I swam over to her with my nose bleeding in the water while I swam, and I was plenty glad there weren't sharks. But I was tired. My head felt cracked open, and I lay in the skiff and rested, and then I sculled back. It was getting along in the afternoon.